Welcome to this exciting series on Proverbs, the voice of wisdom. The book of Proverbs has been read and treasured by millions of believers for hundreds of years. There is so much wisdom to be found in this amazing book. In this series, Pastor Tim Brooks and Paul Kern will be sharing concepts of wisdom that will equip you to share in this life of victory God has for you. Now, join Pastor Paul Kern for this message on Proverbs, the voice of wisdom. Man, I'm excited about what God's got for us tonight. I've got some good stuff for you. I have really enjoyed this series on Proverbs. I don't know about you, um, but, but it's just really helped me this summer. You know, I, I want to be wise. I want to make wise choices. I want to do wise things. And this series has really, really been something that, that you know, I've been reading my Proverbs in the morning and really focusing on what the Word says and just really trying to walk in that wisdom that God has for me. And I'll tell you, for me personally, uh, Proverbs, this study's really helped me this summer. It's helped me make some really wise choices in some areas in my life. You know, just, um, you know, keeping my wife happy is an important thing and learning how to respond and learning how to say things the right way. Uh, a happy wife is a happy home. Amen. Right. All right, well, let's pray, and we're going to get right into the Word. Father, we just commit this time to you tonight. We ask that you speak to our hearts. God, that your Word will open up to us, that wisdom will be downloaded into us, and God, that we will be more and more like your Son, Jesus. And we ask all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, we're in Lesson 11 of our series on Proverbs, the Voice of Wisdom. I want to welcome all of you uh, here at our midweek service and those that are listening out in podcast land uh, we want to welcome you also here with us tonight we've been looking at this and you know we've just been really talking about a lot of practical things that proverbs provides for us practical daily wisdom making friends keeping friends building a happy home avoiding temptation avoiding trouble keeping yourself under control not allowing feelings to make decisions for your life, having godly character, just the list goes on and on, the things that Proverbs gives us in life, because we need wisdom. And our goal in this summer series, all summer long, and, and I guess our prayer for everyone here at church is that your pursuit and every decision that you make will be a decision that you first get counsel from the voice of wisdom. That you don't just jump in and make a hasty decision about anything that you're about to do. You're not gonna make a move to another state without consulting wisdom, amen? We're not going to decide to do anything big without consulting the voice of wisdom. We're not gonna make any major changes in our life without consulting the voice of wisdom. Because peer pressure will have you making wrong decisions. Emotions will have you making wrong decisions. A, a thrill, you know, a thrilling emotional feeling will have you making wrong decisions. Compulsion. You know, this past week I was looking at something that I wanted, you know, I'm a gadget guy, you know, David's kind of the same way. I like gadgets, I like technology. I mean, I don't think I could ever have enough of that, but you know, obviously 
too much of anything is not a good thing. So I was looking at this gadget. I was thinking, yeah, I'm thinking about getting that. It's cool. It's on sale, you know, because if it ain't on sale, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> so it's on sale, and I'm going to get it, and I'm thinking about getting it. And then this wisdom just said, you don't need that. You don't really need that. And I'm like, well, but yeah, y'all ever had those arguments with yourself? You know, you like, nobody likes to admit that they talk to themselves and yourself talks back. But I'm having this conversation with myself trying to convince myself, no, 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 it's okay. I, you know, I've got the money. I can get it. I can do it. And wisdom was just like, it's not about whether or not you have the money. It's about whether or not that's wise. And then you're reminded of the study on Proverbs, and the Holy Spirit's like, right, you know, you've been studying Proverbs all summer. You know, and I was listening to David, our stage host tonight, talking about not just coming to church and being hearers only, right? But we're actually doing what the Word says, because that's how we're going to be blessed. James says that we are to be doers of the Word, not merely hearers of the word because lots of times we think you know you you guys here with us tonight from tc we're always thankful to have you guys here with us tonight at tc and guys you got to know you know you can sit in your classes and and you can read all of your assignments and you can do all of your uh projects that you have to do and you can write all these things out but hearing and doing have two different results you can hear from your instructors and you can hear from the Holy Spirit and you can hear from speakers speaking in your life but that has to translate into doing if we're going to be blessed and we want to use wisdom so that we can be blessed see Proverbs teaches us how to have a successful life go to Proverbs chapter 16 tonight we're going to be focusing on having a successful life you know living in the good life that God wants us to live in. And in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3, says this, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Another one says, uh, your plans will be established. Okay, that's another translation. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will be established. I want to focus on this word commit tonight. Now, I just want to kind of build off of one word in this study, and it's going to be this word commit or commitment. So I looked up the word commit. I Googled it and looked up the definition of the word commit, and here's what it said. Commit said to carry out, to pledge or bind to a certain course, to be dedicated, to be devoted. Commit. That word commit. Commit your way to the Lord. Be devoted to the Lord. Give yourself fully to the Lord and your plans will succeed. So, so with this definition of commitment in our mind, we pledge, we give devotion to God. See, that's how our lives can become successful as we commit every single thing that we do to the Lord. You know, I used to think before I got saved, and you know, I would run into some really zealous people who, you know, really zealous Christian people, and I thought, man, those people are kind of weird. You know, they're all they do is talk about Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit and the Bible, and I mean, you know, it kind of comes up in everything that they do, you know, and and um, and you know, and I just didn't realize how much God had changed their life. 
you know, and how much a part God was of their life. You know, you know, auto mechanics, they tend to talk about cars a lot, you know, and I mean, that's just kind of, basketball players tend to talk about basketball a lot, and volleyball players tend to talk, so that's what they're passionate about, and they're talking about, and I just think, oh, that's kind of weird, they're talking about all that, and going on about that, but, but then I begin to understand why they did it, because God had so revolutionized their life, and God had moved them out of this place of being very unsuccessful into a place of living successful. And I'm so thankful that God did that for me so many, many years ago. And it starts ultimately first with surrender. You have to surrender your heart and your life to the Lord. But then you have to come under and submit to the training and the mentoring and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And so we begin to listen to the voice of wisdom. And when that happens, that's when we begin to walk into success. See, lots of times things don't work out for us because of our commitment level. Our commitment level is not there. You know, we commit to get in shape for one week. We commit to go on a diet. <clears throat> For one meal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, have y'all have ever done that before? You know, I'm not going to ask for a raise of hands, but it's like, man, I was working on that hard. I dotted that whole meal. And then we double up. Commit to the Lord. Commit what you're doing to the Lord. Everything. I mean, literally, everything that you do and every decision that you make, you're committing it to the Lord. But the problem is, is we try it for a while. See, because our commitment level is not there. It's not consistent the way it needs to be. So we commit for a while. You know, I, I, I've met people, and, you know, it's like, well, Paul, I, I, you know, I tried that Christian thing, you know. I tried that. I'm like, really, how long? Month. Wow. <laughs> Knocked it out. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, I mean, look at the gains that you can get in one month compared to the gains that you can get in 10 years. See, this is the way that we have to begin to think about our commitment to Christ and our commitment to walking in wisdom. It's not that I'm, going to, I'm looking for instant results because I'm going to do what God wants me to do for one week. Well, for one week, man, I'm really going to be, I'm going to pray and I'm going to walk in wisdom and I'm going to make wise choices. No, let, let's do that for 10 years. Let's do that for 15 years. Let's do that for 20 years, and then we will begin to see. So you have to devote yourself to what you're doing. Devote yourself to your marriage. Devote yourself to raising your children. You devote yourself. See, that's what commit means. It means to devote yourself, to give yourself to your job, to your church, to what God has called you to do. So wisdom is telling us here, that if we will commit our plans to the Lord, God will make us successful. Amen? See, you guys that are at TC, when you came into the program, you made a commitment. There was a commitment that you made. Now, you're going to watch guys come, and you're going to watch guys go. You guys that stay committed. And you're going to see this in life. You're going to see guys come, and you're going to see guys go. But the thing is, you committed. Now, you're going to want to leave. If you haven't already, you will. And it's usually going to be when you're mad, when one of the leaders frustrated you, 
when one of the guys irritated you and I don't have to li- I don't have to put up na- nobody going to talk to me I don't ha- I'll tell you nobody going to tell me like cuz we've all been there but here's the thing commitment has already made that decision for you I, I don't have a choice to make here I'm committed cuz I'm not a quitter I'm a finisher and if I finish this then this will show me that I can finish other things in life. And that's a very important thing for me to establish in my life. See, I'd like to go with my friends on this trip. But I can't do that in this season of my life because I have kids. And I'm raising my kids. And I'm investing into my children. And you know, when I see, you know, and I remember this happening to me when, when I still had my children in the home and I was raising my boys. And, and you know, I would see older friends and they would invite me, hey man, go on this trip with us and go do this with us. And you know, I could probably scrape together the money somehow and make it happen and, and go, but that wasn't my season. But you know what? I didn't have to struggle with that decision, but just a second. Because wisdom already made that decision for me. It says, this is not your time. This is not your season. You're in the middle of doing something here. You can do that later in life. And now I've arrived at that place in life where I can go do that. So I'm in a position now where those opportunities present themselves to me. So if any of y'all want to, you know, help pay on a big trip and take me, I'm, I'm ready to go. Just call me. Hook me up. See, a committed life produces a successful life. As a parent, we have kids in the home. You're at their ball games. You're not hanging out with your buddies doing your hobby. You're not running around with your girlfriends. See, you're involved in their life because that's the season that you're in as a parent. See, they're not, you don't drag your kids to your hobby with you. All right, come on, get in the truck, let's go. No, no, no. When, when, my, when I took my boys with me, there was purpose behind what I was doing. I'm taking them with me so that they can learn something. I'm taking them with me because they're going to be around me with other men. And they're, and they're going to learn how to interact with other men. They're going to learn how to look men in the eye and introduce themselves and shake their hand. And when I start taking off walking, they're going to learn how to set a pace beside me and stay with me as a young man, as a young woman. I'm teaching them things. See, we're very purposeful in what we're doing. We're not dragging them along. Does that make sense? See, wisdom We're committed to doing what we're supposed to be doing, whether it be your marriage, whether it be your job, whether it be your your kids. And see, if you're not ready to do that, then don't get married. And we have to understand that. But if you're married and you have kids, guess what? You don't have a decision to make. It's already been made, made for you. And you know, and I run into people who it's like, they're trying to decide whether or not they're going to do that, there's no decision to be made here. If you're going to walk in wisdom, that decision has already been made for you. Roll up your sleeves and do what it is that God has called you to do. See, it's commitment. It's a committed life. Proverbs teaches us about being committed and devoted to what's godly. You guys at TC, Proverbs teaches about being committed to what is godly. Now, the enemy is going to want to get you to try to commit to things that are ungodly. 
You can sneak around. You can have these kinds of thoughts. You can make these kinds of phone calls when the opportunity presents itself. Maybe you can sneak around and do this. See, your carnal man will take you down a path of foolishness and destruction. But God's trying to move you into a place where you can begin to be connected with the Holy Spirit and he begins to download and speak to you daily in that voice of wisdom. It guides you. It protects you. See, the Bible says, broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many are those that take that path. And see, we, we start thinking, I was talking about hell. It's not talking about hell. It's talking about daily decisions. See, broad is the way. And a lot of people, they fly off the handle. They say things. They pop off. They make comments. But see, narrow is the way the person who allows the Holy Spirit to control their tongue and make decisions and the choices they make with the words that come out of their mouth. See, this is the application that we're wanting our church to see as we commit to the Lord. You know, one of the things that I've run into over the years being in the ministry is I meet people and I've said this before, but I just want to emphasize this point because this is so much about what our ministry is about. I meet people that are saved. They've given their heart to Jesus. They, they're going to heaven. They're going to experience heaven when they die because they've committed to Jesus and they've, you know, accepted him as their savior. But their life on earth is hell because they don't know how to apply the principles and the truths of God's Word that show them how to live life every day. Because the fact is, yes, it, you know, if, if you got saved and you were immediately translated up into heaven, then we don't need the Bible. Because the Bible, really, there's a small portion of the Bible that talks about heaven. There's a large portion of the Bible that talks about how to live life on earth. Because that's where we live. I mean, when we get to heaven, we'll be taught all about that. But right now, you and I need to know how to have commitment and wisdom while we live our lives here on earth. Now, we're talking about wisdom. Wisdom will guard you. It will protect you. And we all need to be guarded, and we all need to be protected. And I'm, I just want to give you an example. <clears throat> so if we have a two-year-old child, you have to watch a two-year-old as a parent. You can't just turn a two-year-old loose. They will hurt themselves because a two-year-old is working on an immature level. There's a whole lot of things about life that they don't know and they don't understand. And so you can't leave a two-year-old alone. Someone has to, hear me, keep them. Someone must keep them. They must guard them and watch over them. Because to a two-year-old, the street looks fine. It does. The to a two-year-old, the street looks fine. And a two-year-old doesn't understand what happens when a 4,000-pound car going 50 miles per hour comes down the street and hits a 30-pound-year-old child standing still. They don't understand what happens when that takes place. Because it just looks fine. It just looks, simply looks fine. See, a, a two-year-old doesn't understand when they reach up and grab that big, heavy ceramic thing that you've got, whatever it is, on your coffee table or whatever. They don't understand when they pull that off, that thing will fall off and break their toe. 
They, they just, they don't understand that. They don't have the wisdom for that. A two-year-old take a plastic bag and put it right over their head. If somebody isn't paying attention and keeping them safe and protected at all time, a two-year-old, they'll take a fork, they'll take a spoon, they'll take a sucker, they'll a stick, a toothpick, they'll stick it in their mouth and they'll just take off. Wah! I mean, going 90 miles per hour. They don't really like to think a jab in the back of their throat, choke them and hurt them. See, two-year-olds don't understand this in the same way adults and young adults must be kept. See, we must be kept. We must be guarded. There are things that look fun, but we're not wise enough to see how the outcome is going to be. We're the outcome of that decision. We're the outcome of that friendship. We're the outcome of what you're thinking about doing right now in your marriage or what you're thinking about doing in your business or maybe that spending decision or, or maybe that friendship or maybe that relationship. We don't see that. So we, we're no different than a kid in the street. Cars look fun. They look fun. The street looks fun. But eventually, a car will come. And the same thing is true for adults. We have to be guarded. We have to be protected. It looked like fun, but eventually you're going to get AIDS. Eventually, you're going to end up in an unwed pregnancy. Eventually, you're going to be broke. Eventually, that will lead you to divorce. Eventually, that will cause you not to have any friends. See, and wisdom will speak to us. Wisdom will speak to us about committing our way to the Lord. You know, when I had to learn this at a young age, you know, I just kind of had the personality type where I, you know, I wasn't really good with kind of being halfway in and halfway out. My personality doesn't really do good with that. I'm kind of all or nothing. You can kind of ask my wife. I'm all in or I'm all out, but I'm not in the middle, okay? Because I, that, that, to me, that mediocrity is what will take you out. And so I'm going to be all in. So I want to be all in to being committed and, and listening and hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying. And so you got to be committed to your marriage, committed to your kids, committed to your employer, or committed to your business, committed to your church, committed to your relationship with God. See, as we look at this, this devotion, this commitment, it, that confines you. And that confinement is not a bad thing, it's a good thing. See, it's a, it confines you. We all drive up and down the road every day. All of us that drive, we drive up and down the road. And I don't know if you just really pay attention, but you know, you've got a white stripe on one side and you've got a yellow stripe on the other side, and that stripe confines you. I don't want anybody confining me. I don't want to be confined. Yes, you do. You absolutely do, because those two stripes that confine you are your freedom, are your protection, are your safety net. As a matter of fact, those two lines that confine you, they enable you to go up and down the road of life and enjoy yourself. And see, that's exactly what God's Word does in our life. Man, if, if I could have got this when I was younger, 
things would have been so different for me because I remember, you know, my mom gave me a Bible. It was, you know, I was really young and, and she gave me a Bible. It was in 1972, actually. I remember exactly when my mom gave it to me, not November of 1972. And it said inside the Bible, a daily, uh, uh, a guide and rule for daily living. And I looked at that and I went, Pfft. and I just threw that to the side. You know, that was like the biggest waste of time to me. But I wished I could have gotten it. I wished I could have understood the importance of the wisdom that was found in there. I just thought it was a huge waste of time, but actually there was so much in there that could have really been such a huge benefit to me. See, when you're committed to the Lord, it confines you, and that confinement is not a bad confinement. It's a good confinement because it protects you. It guards you. But see, when you're not really committed to your education, you know, many of you are getting ready to go back to school and you're going back to college. See, when you're not really committed to your education, when you're not really committed to your kids, when you're not really committed to your job or your, or your finances, you're not really committed to the Lord, here's what happens. Poverty comes upon you. You know, we've all read that, that scripture in Proverbs where it talks about a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a bandit. But see, that applies to every area of our life, not just financially. But if we take that posture, see, just folding of the hands, just case, sirrah, sirrah, whatever shall be, shall be, you know, then we're going to get a case sirrah, sirrah life. We're not going to get the blessed, successful life that God has mapped out for us. Look here with me in Proverbs chapter 2. We're going to flip over to two or three scriptures here. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 11. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Look at another one, chapter 4, verse 23. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. 7-2. Chapter 7, verse 2. Obey my commands and live. Guard my instructions as you guard your own eyes. Now, we all protect our eyes. See, God says guard my instructions just like you would guard your own eyes. See, this is protection for us. Look at chapter 4, verse 6. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her, and she will guard you. Now, once again, you know, you guys at TC, and, and, and I like talking to you guys because, you know, I just really have a heart for where you're at and what God's doing in your life and all the great things that God has ahead. But when you hear scriptures like this, guys, here's when you need it most. Not right now. Not while you're sitting in this auditorium and everything's good. When you need it is when you're in the middle of some conflict at TC. When you need it is when you're tempted to mess up. 
When you need it is when you're tempted to quit and leave because of whatever reason. And there will be hundreds of them that will come up between now and the finish line of what it is that God has for you. And so it's saying here for you, men, that, that wisdom will protect you. It, it will guard you if you don't turn your back on her. If you love her, wisdom will watch over you and protect you. See, as we commit to wisdom, as we don't forsake her, she protects us. If, as we're at Walmart, as we're out on the town on the weekends, as we're interacting with family, as we're handling our finances, as we're raising our children, as we're running our businesses, as we're interacting with our, with our relatives, see, wisdom will protect us. She will guard us. She will watch over us. So, you, so wisdom will say, don't, don't make that decision while you're mad. That's the worst time to make a decision. You know, statistics show us that that your IQ drops 50% when you become angry. That's why people do such stupid things when they become angry. They make foolish decisions. They say things out of their mouth in anger. They're just like, oh, why did I say that? That was like retarded. What was I thinking? See, we just don't make decisions when we're mad, when you're offended, when you're frustrated, when you're irritated. You don't make decisions about your job when you're frustrated with your boss. You don't make decisions about your paycheck and how you're going to spend it when you get paid on Friday. You just don't do that. You know, I remember when I used to be lost and, and I didn't know Christ and I worked with a bunch of guys who were lost and, you know, paycheck would come around on Friday and, you know, come Monday, guys would come back to work and have absolutely no money, none. As a matter of fact, there were some bosses that I worked for, they wouldn't even pay you on Friday, they paid you on Monday. Because they knew if they paid you on Friday, you wouldn't come to work on Monday because you'd just get drunk and high all weekend long and you wouldn't do anything. So you, got, you have to make wise choices and wise decisions. See, allow your commitment to the Lord to confine you. It confines you. It guides you, it directs you, it leads you. Wisdom will show you what to do in every decision that you make as you commit your way to her. Tonight as I close on talking about our commitment to wisdom. You know, we've got uh, just coming up on the very end of this series that we've been doing all summer long and it's really been our prayer this year's our vision for our church has been stronger and stronger. That's what we've been talking about. We're all about wanting to move the people of Christian ministries, all of our members and, and people that listen to us on podcasts. We're all about wanting to move you into a place of being stronger, stronger spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, in the word, in every area of your life. And one of the ways that we're going to become stronger is we become wiser. And so as we become wiser, then God is able to bless our life. You know, as I look back over my life now, and I'm certainly not patting my back at all, I give God all the credit and all the glory for all the good that has happened in my life. But I will say this, I had to agree with God. I had to cooperate 
with what God was telling me. Oh yeah, I, I could go get addicted to this or I could get addicted to that or I could watch this or I could watch that or I could hang around these people or I could go these places and I could blow my money here and there. I could do a lot of things. But I'm so grateful that I have this relationship with the Holy Spirit. And see, tonight as we're here in this room and, and, and we're going to close on Lesson 11, whether you're the youngest or the oldest in this room, one of the real keys is having a relationship with Jesus Christ, a real one. And having a connection with the Holy Spirit whereby when your feet hit the floor in the morning, you're like, okay, God, I'm yours today. Guide me, direct me, speak to me, help me to walk in a way that pleases you. God, help me to be a person who walks in wisdom. And as you do that, here's the amazing thing. That commitment to being that kind of person, you know, you're, you're probably not going to see a lot of results in one week. But when you look back over the course of five years, men, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, you're going to see some huge, awesome blessings as a result of what wisdom can do in your life. Amen? Amen. Y'all stand with me now. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the voice of wisdom. God, help each one of us this week to walk in wisdom. God, we thank you that you go before us. Lord, we're looking forward to the word that is going to be brought to us Sunday and the encouragement that you have for us. Guide and direct us in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message on Proverbs. CMC has so much to offer. We host men's and women's conferences each year, summer camps for all ages, a Christian school K-4 through 12th grade, youth conferences, a college-age internship, and much more. Go to cmchurch.com for more information about all the great things CMC has for you.